All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Badass Lifter podcast. I'm going to talk about what I think are the most overrated exercises for beginner lifters. And man, am I going to have some people who are not pleased with part of this list. I'm just looking through it. Um, I'm going to touch on maybe what are a favorite to some people. And I'm going to talk about why they might not be the best choice. Um, I think I'm going to get a lot of hate, especially for the last one on this list. Um, it is a fan favorite for sure, but I, I promise by the end I'm going to explain why it's probably not the right choice as a beginner lifter, as well as all of these. And I'm going to try and give alternatives as well, um, because a lot of these might be in your program already, and they might just not be the right choice for you as a beginner lifter. Some of these, um, you just, in my opinion, they don't have a lot of value in most programs. And then for some of these, they're just not good for beginners. They might be good for you later down the line, but they might not necessarily work for you at like the beginner level of training. And it's something you have to work up to. And I've got five exercises here. Very interested to see um, the comments I get after this podcast episode. Um, hopefully it will be constructive, but you never know. Um, so let's start with the first one and that's going to be barbell Olympic lifts. So like the clean, clean and jerk snatch, you know, the stuff you see in the Olympics, that kind of stuff, uh, different variations of that as well. Now, why is this bad for beginner lifters? And I want to be clear. This is one of those exercises that you can definitely do in the future after you've gained some skills in training. But I don't think they're great to use for beginners, especially for new lifters, because they have a high technical demand. They are very technique focused. Um, and for new lifters, you just haven't built that foundation of technique yet. It's better to start with exercises that don't require as much technique because, you know, in the Olympic lifts, like your bodies are moving in different directions. It's very explosive. Um, to do them properly requires like a lot of training and comfort with weight in general and moving around weight. And new lifters just don't have that foundation yet. Is it something you can do in the future? Absolutely. Um, and there's also easier versions of these lifts. You can use, you know, stuff like kettlebells, dumbbells. Um, I remember learning like literally with a broomstick, um, no weight, or I guess the, I don't know, the brooms, I don't know, four pounds. Um, and just trying that first before actually jumping into the Olympic lifts. They are very technical at first. And so I always kind of cringe, um, and I'm going to call out CrossFit a little bit here, when trainers will give new lifters weight on the bar for Olympic lifts out of the gate. Um, if you don't have the technique with the bar, you definitely won't have the technique with weight and it'll only add more issues to your Olympic lifts afterwards. So barbell Olympic lifts, can they be used later? Absolutely. But for beginners, most beginners are going to benefit from not having these in their program. You can have things like like dumbbell clean and jerk, things like that, like our kettlebells or broomsticks, things like that. Like those are totally fine. I've used those in programs. I remember back when I was training athletes, um, even the younger athletes, we would do, you know, power moves. So, but we would use dumbbells and we would use light weights and we would focus more on the technique and being explosive as opposed to the weight on the bar. And barbells are just very awkward for a lot of new lifters in general. And then if you're going to add like an explosive movement, like a snatch off the ground, 
I, I don't know. I, I In most situations, I think there's just a better option. Um, and at a minimum, you can build up to it. Um, yeah. So second one is going to be hit training for strength specifically. Now, I want to be clear. If you like hit training, you enjoy hit training, have fun. Go for it. I think that's great. Like put it in your program. If that's what gets you moving over other kinds of training, I think that's great. When we're talking about building strength specifically, HIT training just doesn't do that very well. Um, it's a lot of energy and, you know, maybe you're building up things like aerobic capacity, but in terms of like, I want to lift more weight or I want to become a strong, confident lifter, HIT training just doesn't do that. I think it's also worth mentioning that HIIT training is often seen as better for fat loss. And that used to actually be the things we told people as trainers. Um, that is outdated now. The research behind that turns out it was pretty flawed. HIIT training is, um, I'm going to call it as ineffective as every other type of training for fat loss. Um, None of the training is great for fat loss, including HIIT training. Strength training seems to have a better long-term benefit, but all but it, none of it's good, like just to be clear. But HIIT training will often be advertised as like being in the fat burning zone and, you know, burns more calories. And it just turns out that this type of exercise in the long run doesn't, isn't better for fat loss than any other exercise, but it's often advertised as so. So definitely watch out for that when you see that online a lot of trainers still talk about this but this is old science we're talking 15 20 years ago um about that yeah our like this this is old stuff so in terms of being a beginner lifter in terms of becoming strong and building a good strength foundation hit training is not going to be the case and in fact i want you to learn how to take longer rest periods but with heavier weights in the long run and so hit training just doesn't do that. It's very short breaks. It's usually lighter weights. It's, you know, really trying to, you know, be as active as possible um, in the time. And I, I really just want you to learn how to lift heavy stuff with good rest periods. We're talking at least one minute, if not two or three. And hit training just doesn't do that. So it's not a great choice for beginner lifters. The third one is going to be, I'm going to call this complex exercises. Um, it goes by a few different names, but it's something like you're doing a reverse lunge into a bicep curl, or you're doing a clean off the ground into a front squat. Like you're kind of combining two exercises into one. Um, you see this a lot in classes. You see this a lot with training that, you know, you don't have a lot of time. And I'm going to kind of talk about why complex exercises it just aren't that great for beginner lifters. And I would say just training in general. When you combine two different exercises, the problem is, is that the right weight for you for both parts of the exercise is almost for sure going to be different. Um, now, let's just take something like a reverse lunge into a bicep curl. How much you can reverse lunge is almost for sure going to be more weight than what you can bicep curl. Now, what this means for your training is that one part of this complex is going to be the right weight, um, but the other one is going to be either too light or too heavy. And so in general, when I see something like, you know, a squat into a lunge or like a, you know, a bicep curl into a shoulder press, in almost every scenario, it would actually be better just to do those exercises separately, but with the appropriate weight for that muscle group. So if you're doing a bicep curl to a shoulder press, 
most likely you'll be lifting more in the shoulder press. So you just pick heavier weights for the shoulder press and lighter weights for the bicep curl. Do them separately. You'll have a better workout and the weights will make sense for what you're looking for. But whenever you're combining two exercises, you're going to have to sacrifice one of them. One of them is not going to have as good of a workout as you could have if you separated it. So complex exercises, I would say are not only good for, are not good for beginner lifters who want to become stronger, but just aren't really a good option in general. Um, almost always separate these two workouts, or sorry, two exercises, um, and just do them one at a time because that's going to be a lot better for you. Um, it's going to, there's just, there's just, it's, Trust me on this one, okay? It's gonna, it's gonna be fine. Uh, do both separately, you'll have a better workout. The fourth one, um, and this might be a fan favorite, depending on if you come, depending on where you come from, um, is burpees. Now, why are burpees overrated? So I think burpees are one of these exercises that, like, determines if you're hardcore into training or not. Um, a lot of people see it as almost like a badge of honor. Like I can do this many burpees in a row or like I do burpees. That means I'm a hardcore lifter, uh, things like that. Burpees have, in my opinion, very little functionality. Um, they're a lot of effort, but almost every time, whatever you're trying to accomplish with the burpee from like a strength aspect, there is a better exercise out there. So like, let's say you're like, well, I wouldn't be able to get off the ground quickly. It's like, okay, well, we could do that with pushups would be like kind of an example. And like, that would actually build more strength. Or let's say you want to practice your vertical. It's like, well, box jumps will be better than that. Or just jumping vertically without the burpee part. Um, burpees are really uncomfortable for a lot of people, um, either because of, you know, their body shape or their athletic ability or for some people it's just uncomfortable like even when they become like very conditioned i remember back when i the only time i would program burpees was i used to train athletes and a lot of them are young and if they misbehaved our punishment would be burpees now we weren't giving this to them because it was the best training but because it was used as a punishment tool so that they would pay attention to the program. Uh, and it worked pretty well, actually. So I guess there was a reason for burpees. But, you know, most of you who are listening are almost all adults who can follow a program and don't need that kind of, you know, punishment system. Um, so I would say like for you, like there's just better exercises. Um, again, I think this is like, I'm a hardcore person, like I can do burpees. But I, in my opinion, almost there's, I've not programmed burpees in five, six, seven years uh, for anybody. People are getting stronger. I, I've never had a moment where it was like, oh, I should have programmed burpees there because then they would have made. It's just, it's not a thing. Um, I think it's mostly ego, if I'm going to be honest, for people who like burpees. Um, you burn a lot of, you, or you don't even burn a lot of calories, but like it's, it's a lot of energy. And it's a lot of effort, which will some people will say like, well, I just like doing it to like get a sweat. And, you know, that's fair. If you just want to get a sweat on, that's totally fine. But you could do that with literally any exercise. Like I could give you a hundred bodyweight squats and you'll sweat for sure. Um, it would be a more functional exercise and it would benefit you more in the long run. Um, I'm not recommending you do a hundred bodyweight squats, but I'm just saying that like, if your only goal is like, I just want to, you know, sweat and, you know, feel like I'm doing a lot. Um, we can basically just pick most exercises with a lightweight and like, we can make that happen for you. Like we don't need to do burpees for that. Um, so burpees, in my opinion, overrated, not great for beginner lifters. All right. So this last one, and I know there are people listening who are going to not like this one. 
Um, even as I put it down the list, I was like, oh no, I'm going to get some emails. This is going to be, but I'm going to explain why, um, there's some silver linings. We can go from there. And this exercise is barbell hip thrusts. Now I know these are people's favorites and I trained them, I programmed them for years. And you might be wondering why Mark, are you taking away my favorite exercise? And there's a few issues with barbell hip thrusts that um, I think they're not great for beginner lifters as well as even like intermediate to advanced lifters. At a minimum, I think there's better options. Um, now, to be clear, I'm not saying all hip thrusts are bad. So I think uh, dumbbell hip thrusts can have their place. I think glute bridges can have their place. Um, that kind of stuff I think is fine, even though it's a similar movement. There's a few issues that barbell hip thrusts run into. The first one is that it's a lot of effort to set up. So, you know, you got to find the right place. You put on your stomach or your hips, like you got to find the pad. And if you're lifting heavy, like, especially because a lot of people can barbell hip thrust 200, 300, 400 pounds, like just the setup followed by getting the bar on you and you getting underneath the bar and finding the bench. And like, it's actually a lot of effort. And like why this matters is because I want, most of your effort put towards the exercises themselves. I don't want you to have a super complicated setup process, especially with something like barbell hip thrusts, where like sometimes the setup can be honestly worse than the barbell hip thrusts itself. Um, and we just don't have that issue with most exercises. Like if I give you lunges to do walking lunges, you just grab the dumbbells and go. Um, if we're talking about something like a squat, like you just take the bar out of the squat rack and you just squat, like, you know, um, even deadlifts, like if you have a deadlift jack at your gym, not as much effort, easier to set up. Um, we just don't have this issue with other exercises and all of that effort spent on the setup could have been, you know, one to two more sets of lunges or like another leg exercise that's just easier to set up. And so I think barbell hip thrusts, they, because of the setup, that's probably the first reason why, in my opinion, they're just not a great exercise as maybe we used to think they were. Um, the second is that we're going to talk a little bit about like muscle hypertrophy and the science behind it. So a lot of the research that exists now is if you want to build muscle mass, which, you know, I'm a weight neutral coach. I don't care what you look like, but building muscle mass is in general, a good thing for strength, functionality, health reasons. When you want to build muscle mass, it seems to be that there's a few things that you want. You want, you know, be able to progressively overload that exercise over time. You want to work through that range of motion of that muscle group. And you ideally want to spend more effort in what is known as like the lengthened position. So every muscle group has like a shortened position and a lengthened position. Um, in the hip thrust, the part where it's the most difficult is the shortened position. Now, what this means is that barbell hip thrusts, if you wanted them to be ideal for building muscle mass, you would actually want the bottom of the hip thrust to be the more difficult part. But that tends to be the part that people either don't do, like they just don't go down low enough, or it's just the easier part for them. Like the hard part is locking it out at the top. I would also mention that um, as weights get heavier, people tend to cheat the lockout at, top, at the top. Um, so on top of that, it's not very beneficial because you're shortening the range of motion, which again, if your goal is building muscle, um, 
you want to work through the range of motion as well as, you know, spend more time in the lengthened position as possible. So in a squat, this looks like spending more time at the bottom of the squat. Um, if you're looking at something like a shoulder press, this is going to be spending more time at the bottom. Again, this is all like anatomy stuff between like, what is the length and shortened position of each muscle group? Um, but for hamstrings, like something like a Romanian deadlift, where you like really go down lower and you push your hips back as much as possible. Same with good mornings, that kind of idea. These are all exercises where the, the stressful part is the length and position of the muscle. Barbell hip thrusts don't have that. Um, their difficult part is in the shortened position. So in my opinion, if your goal is building muscle mass to get stronger, I don't think barbell hip thrusts are actually going to be the best choice. In my opinion, something like a squat or a deadlift or a hip hinge, um, for hypertrophy, especially for glute hypertrophy, I think you're going to have a better benefit from other exercises. Um, now there are some silver linings here, I think. So I think glute bridges in general have value because I think one of the things that these kind of hip thrust movements do is they kind of teach you like how to actually use your glutes, which can be a tough thing to learn at the beginning, especially because hip thrusts and glute bridges are like one of the few exercises that don't incorporate yet another muscle group. Technically, they're hamstring and glute at the same time, but really they focus on the glutes pretty heavily. Um, deadlift variations focus on glutes and hamstrings, especially like stiff-legged deadlifts, this, like stuff like that. Good mornings, like those are hamstring glute exercises, um, Romanian deadlifts, etc. Um, deadlifts can also include quads, but that's like mostly off of the ground. Um, and then for quad exercises, you're looking at like squats are kind of a quad glute exercise. Same with like lunges, Bulgarian split squats, things like that. Um, Hip thrusts, I think, get a lot of interest for people who want to grow their glutes, but not really any other part of their leg. Um, and so, and other glute bridges and stuff do that, but those are harder to progressive overload. Um, again, I don't think the aesthetics is like the right focus for training, but I think that's why barbell hip thrusts specifically get a lot of benefit. Um, even if that is the case, though, I don't actually think they're good exercise because of the things that I've mentioned, I think that it would be better to do one of these other variations and, you know, you kind of, you grow where you grow in terms of muscle mass. But, um, I don't think, I think this gets a lot of hype. Um, and almost becomes like a dogmatic in a way where it's kind of like, Oh, I'm doing glutes, like barbell hip thrust for sure. Um, building glute muscle mass can be done in a lot of different ways. Um, exercises that the setup is easier, um, that you're focusing more on the lengthened position of the muscle as opposed to the shortened position of the muscle. And also like barbell hip thrusts are pretty, can be pretty fatiguing. Um, but in my opinion, not fatiguing in a way that builds stim like the right stimulus. So you're, you're working very hard, you're lifting a lot of weight, but you're not necessarily like doing the optimal thing for muscle mass. So it's a lot of effort. Like what I'm saying is that you could pick another glute exercise, work not as hard as you might in the barbell hip thrust and get better results um, in terms of building muscle mass. So I hope this explains why I might be demonizing what could be your favorite exercise. Now, again, if you like this exercise, you think it's great, you like doing it, go for it, live it up. Um, I'm just saying that if the goal 
is what should beginner lifters do to build strength. I just don't think the barbell hip thrust, I think it just has some very noteworthy flaws that are specific to the barbell hip thrust that we can resolve with literally walking lunges with dumbbells would solve all of these problems as like kind of an example. Um, yeah, so those were the five that I had for today. So in terms of overrated exercises, we had barbell Olympic lifts. Um, I would just swap them out for dumbbell Olympic lifts or kettlebell or a broom like I used. Um, hit training for strength. We have complex exercises like a reverse lunge into a bicep curl or like a clean into a front squat burpees. And lastly, the barbell hip thrust. So let me know uh, if you have any other questions about any other exercises on whether you would find them, whether they're overrated, underrated. I'd happy, I'd be happy to do another list of this again. I think this is really helpful because I think a lot of these exercises I see in a lot of beginner programs. And I think there are just better options for the beginner lifters. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening to another episode of the Badass Lifter Podcast.